Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with the respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandma'sCatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Brian Ellison. Today is Monday, July 25th. Coming up, we're one week and one day from Missouri's Republican U.S. Senate primary, where one candidate, former Governor Eric Greitens, is driving much of the conversation. And one thing that's really important for us to recognize in this moment is that we're going to win and we are not going to become our enemies. Coming up, we break down the dynamics of that high-stakes contest, plus a look at the ballot measure that's driving a lot of voters to the polls in Kansas, the constitutional amendment on abortion rights, and why some Missourians are paying so much attention. But first, a look at some of the other political news on both sides of the state line. Election day may be August 2nd, but voting is already underway in Kansas, where early voting is permitted. For Wyandotte County, that started on Saturday. And as KCUR's Savannah Hawley reports, this year the county has added a fourth early polling location. Voters in Wyandotte County are able to vote in the August 2nd primary on Saturdays and Mondays through August 1st. Four polling locations will be open, including a new one at the Kane Community Center in western Wyandotte County. Election Commissioner Michael Abbott says he's expecting a higher turnout than in the 2018 midterm election. We don't care how, how they vote, we just want them to get out and vote. So if that's early voting, you know, they have all week to do early voting. Um, they can vote by mail, they can uh, vote on election day, just however they want to vote, just please get out and vote. For more information, go to wycovotes.org. Bad news for one of the candidates on that ballot in Kansas, Republican Secretary of State Scott Schwab, who is facing a primary challenge from the right. On Friday, the Kansas Court of Appeals ruled that Schwab violated the state's open records law. Celia Yopis-Jepson of the Kansas News Service reports. The judges said Schwab violated Kansas law by telling a vendor to change computer software, making it harder to access public records. The conflict started when a voter registration group wanted to see information on provisional ballots. A court ordered the Secretary of State's office to release the records. Later, Schwab told the software company to turn off access to that data. When the voter registration group asked for updated data, Schwab said his office no longer had access. Schwab's office says staff are reviewing the ruling that he violated state law. And a special prosecutor has concluded that a Kansas City police officer did not violate the law when he allowed Republican U.S. Senate candidate and former Missouri Governor Eric Greitens to do a ride-along. KCUR's Dan Margulies reports. On April 22nd, Greitens posted a video on social media of himself standing in front of police officer David Lohr's unmarked patrol vehicle. When the Kansas City Police Department became aware of the posts, they requested that Greitens remove the videos and Greitens complied. Platte County Special Prosecuting Attorney Darrell Moore found that Lohr had no prior knowledge that Greitens would film a video for his political campaign. Moore said that as a result, he did not violate a law prohibiting members of the KCPD from soliciting political activity. The law, which was first enacted in 1939, dates to the Pendergast era and applies only to the Kansas City Police Department. Greitens is just one of the 21 Republicans seeking to succeed Roy Blunt, representing Missouri in the U.S. Senate, but he's often the one most in the limelight, and his many detractors are trying to prevent the disgraced former governor from making a comeback. As Jason Rosenbaum reports, Greitens is depending on his diehard supporters to withstand the onslaught. Governor Eric Greitens. It's a Monday night at a lively buffet in Jefferson County. 
and dozens of people are here to see Greitens speak. He's spending most of his stump speech criticizing President Joe Biden's domestic and foreign policies. But he's also alluding to the intense criticism he's received from his fellow Republicans. And one thing that's really important for us to recognize in this moment is that we're going to win and we are not going to become our enemies. Few other political figures produced as much intense feelings as Greitens. Since entering Missouri's electoral arena, Greitens faced controversy after controversy after controversy. That includes everything from how he secured campaign contributions to lurid allegations around an extramarital affair from 2015. More recently, he's faced allegations of abuse from his ex-wife, which he's denied and are currently playing out in a Boone County courtroom in their child custody case. After he finished shaking hands and posing for photos, Greitens said if he's able to win the GOP primary on August 2nd, it will show that he's been able to create a bond with Republican primary voters that can withstand any bit of negativity. I've been been blessed in my life, whether it was doing humanitarian work overseas, serving as a Navy SEAL, working with veterans through the mission continues, being governor, to try and lead with courage, try and lead with compassion, and to try to demonstrate that if you really care about people, you got to care about the results that you get for them. There are five other candidates who are raising and spending serious money in the GOP primary, but two besides Greitens are considered serious contenders. The first is Attorney General Eric Schmidt, who has emphasized his actions against Biden's agenda, as well as going after COVID-19 restrictions throughout the state. The Republican attorneys general across the country are really the last firewall from this really radical agenda, and, and our office has really taken the lead nationally and taking, as I've referred, taking a blowtorch to that agenda. So I think if you look and see who's actually, you know, taking action, uh, that's certainly a strong suit for us. Another candidate with a serious shot of winning is Congresswoman Vicki Hartzler. The Harrisonville Republican is touting endorsements from U.S. Senator Josh Hawley and a bevy of agricultural groups. I was there with President Trump when we uh, secured the border and we got this economy going, lowered taxes. We stood up for our values, supported Israel, and had a very strong national defense. Hartzler, though, suffered a setback when Trump declined to endorse her. Public polling in this race has been all over the map, but Greitens, Schmidt, and Hartzler have consistently been in the top three. Both Hartzler and Schmidt have significantly more money than Greitens, and political action committees aligned with Schmidt have spent millions on ads highlighting abuse allegations against Greitens. Greitens' backers, like Donna Pig of Lime, say the attacks against the former governor are not affecting her. He's my hero. What happened to him as governor, that was the most evil thing they could have ever done. It was none of their business. It was a private matter. Wildwood resident Gary Wigert also doesn't buy the argument that Greitens will be vulnerable in a general election, pointing to how Missouri has gotten much more Republican in the past decade. I think he's the strongest candidate to take on the Democrats. I think Eric is who the Democrats fear. But a lot of Republicans are not sold on that argument. Some expect it will take tens of millions of dollars to pull Greitens across the finish line in November. Others concerned about a Greitens candidacy are worried about independent contender John Wood, a former U.S. attorney who will be well-funded and well-supported throughout the fall. Democrats have three major candidates seeking the U.S. Senate nomination, and whether they can turn the state blue in November could depend on whether Greitens wins the nomination 
and if the state hasn't soured on the Democratic Party enough to prevent him from going to Washington. I'm Jason Rosenbaum. Jason Rosenbaum covers Missouri government and politics for St. Louis Public Radio. And speaking of those Democratic candidates for U.S. Senate, we'll be bringing you conversations with the leading contenders later this week, right here on Kansas City Today. While the Senate race tops the August 2nd ballot on the Missouri side, Kansans have been mostly focused on a ballot measure that would remove abortion rights protections from the Kansas Constitution. As KCUR's Salisa Kalakal reports, it's the Kansas Amendment that has many Missourians most politically energized this election season. Repro rights are under attack. What do we do? Stand up, fight back! What do we do? Stand up, fight back! All eyes in the country will be on Kansas come August 2nd when the state will be the first in the nation to vote on the right to an abortion following the Supreme Court's reversal of Roe, the nearly 50-year-old decision that found a right to abortion in the U.S. Constitution. Many of those awaiting the results live just a stone's throw away in Kansas City, Missouri, and some of them are worried about how their neighbors will vote. I'm just afraid of what Kansas are going to do based on what Missouri has already like led the path for. That's Missouri resident Chelsea Engelmeyer, one of about 50 people who gathered at Mill Creek Park on a Saturday afternoon to protest restrictions on abortion access. Missouri immediately banned nearly all abortions after the Supreme Court overturned Roe. Now, the closest places for a Kansas Cityan to get a legal abortion are in Overland Park, Kansas. But if the so-called Value Them Both amendment passes, it will mean the Republican-dominated Kansas legislature gets to decide if abortion will remain legal in Kansas. And few observers doubt that it will take its cue from its Missouri counterpart and ban the procedure. So Missouri residents are finding ways to get involved in the campaign to defeat the Kansas amendment. Short of actually voting, of course. Some are canvassing in Kansas. Others are phone banking. Local businesses are holding fundraisers and selling yard signs. Engelmeyer has been vocal on social media. But I am putting out there my perspective in hopes that someone will see it and I will influence just one person because that one person might make a huge difference. Emily Wales, the newly named president and CEO of Planned Parenthood Great Plains, which operates clinics in Missouri, Kansas, Arkansas, and Oklahoma, knows the stakes. Of those four states, Kansas is the only one where abortions remain legal. But I think Missourians are waiting like the rest of the country with bated breath to see what happens in Kansas. As rights are stripped from people around the country, Kansas just has an incredible opportunity to say not here. Missouri residents had difficulty getting an abortion even before Roe was overturned. In 2020, 3,200 Missourians traveled to Kansas for an abortion. If the Kansas Amendment passes and lawmakers ban the procedure, the nearest locations for Missourians to get a legal abortion will be in eastern Illinois, Iowa, and Colorado. Missourians are going to find, like people from Texas or Oklahoma or Arkansas or all these other states that are losing access to care, that there is no simple answer. The, it's not just can you get to a location, it's can you get an appointment? Can you find childcare? Can you get time off of work? Spencer Toder is seeking the Democratic nomination for the U.S. Senate seat being vacated by retiring U.S. Senator Roy Blunt of Missouri. His campaign has looked at the impact abortion restrictions have on Missourians and how long it takes Missouri residents to get an abortion. Missourians in general 
have a maximum time currently of about 10.59 hours to get to abortion care. They have a minimum time of about 2.68 hours of a, to get to abortion care, and the average amount of time is 6.65 hours to get to abortion care. And that data assumes that abortion is legal in Kansas. It's incredibly important that we continue to let people know that we do have a path forward, but we have to win these elections. We have to get our neighbors out to vote. That's what folks on the Missouri side are hoping to do, get their neighbors in Kansas out to vote. Come August 2nd, they'll find out if their efforts have paid off and if the right to an abortion remains enshrined in the Kansas Constitution. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Salisa Kalakal. KCUR's Salisa Kalakal covers state and local government in Missouri. You can read more of her coverage at kcur.org. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Brian Ellison. This podcast is produced by Byron Love, Trevor Grandin, and KCUR Studios, and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. For more coverage of Kansas and Missouri politics, including primary election coverage, visit kcur.org or, of course, listen to Kansas City's NPR station, KCUR 89.3. Tomorrow on the podcast, Democratic U.S. Senate candidate Lucas Kuntz. Thanks for listening.